politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Bottoms up Welcome to Bottoms Up Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Pottoms up. Hey, all. Welcome back to episode 46. You heard me right, 46, because we do not recognize the number that is one below this for obvious reasons. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Lotto to my right, per the norm. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. And Nobs across from me tonight? Doing great. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. And, and myself, thanks for asking. I'm doing fantastic. Hey, guys are better than that. I'm going to try to keep my energy level up today. Yeah, somebody I work with said, hey, Blotto, it sounds like you're a little down or lacking energy today. Did they accuse you of doing the lithium shuffle or something like that? <laughs> We do sell lithium products, <laughs> but I was like, but "No, I'm, I'm I'm perfectly fine." I'm like, "He's like, are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Well, doesn't he understand? So now I'm feeling like I gotta bring a little bit more because he listens sometimes. Your A game instead of just your B plus game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, doesn't he? Well, yeah, never less than an A minus. Doesn't he understand though how putting ourselves through this on a weekly basis kind of beats up the soul, beats up the spirit a little bit. It does. kind of sucks your life force sometimes. So think about it. We're 46 episodes in. It's still going sort of strong, right? So it's yeah. tough, man. Yeah. We make this sound easy. I think it's because we're fueled by beer. That's right. That's right. Speaking That's right. of, bring it, knobs. So this was actually brought to me. Okay. Uh, this was courtesy of uh, some friends and coworkers of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, free beer. Free beer, yes. That's we funny. So I got a text message right before we were going to record last episode, and it was, hey, like, we're down in Ohio. Do you want Hershey's Yingling? Yes, I do. Yes, thank you very much. So that's much. what this is. And it's funny because we just talked about Hershey's Yingling two episodes ago, I think. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Yep, you yep. said you didn't want it, but here it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll notice this is not in a Yingling can. It's because this is not offered bottled. So instead, down there, they get kegs of it, but they can can it or bottle it themselves. Oh, cool. So they actually had to go to a couple different locations to find it, and they were running out. Hmm. I think they said one can was, you know, bottom of the keg and they had to go to another one or something so well can we stop for a sec no does your friend have a name so we can thank uh, this him or her ron and wendell all right ron thank and you wendell. Ron our kind Much of friends bottoms up well any stats on it uh it's a american porter mm-hmm. with chocolate obviously and it's 4.7 ah, little sister kissing from uh no Hershey. So that's the the syrup. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you mean the syrop? I mean Hershey's the chocolate syrup. It's chocolate syrup. Well, there's Hershey Kisses, Hershey's chocolate bars. It's a lot of Hershey. So, so when you think Hershey's, you think syrup. I sort of do. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. 
I just think chocolate in general. Because I love yeah. that on my ice cream, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so... It smells like Hershey's. It smells like Hershey's syrup, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it smells like what? Hershey's what syrup. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. We need some ice cream. You know, I, I've been um, drinking this uh, peanut butter porter yeah. uh, at least once a week. And I feel like I could mix this with <laughs> a peanut yeah. butter porter. And change it from Hershey's <laughs> to Reese's. Reese's. <laughs> So what do you think? Uh, I, I like this kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I'm going to let it play out because to see where the chocolate goes after a couple sips. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it does it get stronger, weaker? You know, kind of how's it lay? Um, uh, I got a little bit ahead. It looked like it was going to pour flat, but then it kind of came up on the end. I didn't um, get much. Um, much I mean, so far, if you, if you twisted my arm, I think I'd probably go for me. My initial impressions, and I, I'm happy to say, I'm thrilled to say, I was expecting it to be really sweet, and it's not. It is not. To me, it actually has about the right amount of chocolate sweetness in there for a beer. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. the, the undertone of Hershey's chocolate, but it's not so sweet that you kind of wince when you drink it. And if they, I mean, it seems like they, they've they accomplished what they were set out to do because they don't talk about, you know, it's other, it's got all other kinds of notes in there of like, you know, pecan and coffee and chocolate and all of those things because, you know, we taste those and then we're like trying to find all of those little bits of notes of other things. Mm-hmm. If this is just chocolate tasting beer, that's... What you taste. It's funny you say that because I was just going to say, like, I'm glad they didn't go through and add coconut <laughs> and coffee and all this other stuff in there. Just make a real nice chocolate porter. Right. Right. And you they know what I, yeah. I think is the best part about it is each can, it's it's handwritten Hershey porter <laughs> with a, with a, a Sharpie. I think... Uh, Dear Leader must be doing some uh, moonlighting on the side. They got him up at the factory writing on cans with his, sh- with his weather sharpie. So uh, the label, it looks like a homemade label. It says Holloway Beverage Center. That's where they got it. Yes. Okay. That's the liquor store that they bought it at. Where they, okay, and, th- and they were doing their own cans of the Hershey Porter. Yeah, so they can it on yeah. the spot. Very cool. Now, Yingling, maybe we've been through this before. Is that in Pennsylvania or Ohio? Yes. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. But it's about, I think, in, I heard an hour away from the Hershey factory. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. It's um, um, Pottsville, PA. But I was thinking of another place in Pennsylvania that I have been where they made beer. Um, I thought, but I guess it wasn't Yingling. Um I'm just drawing blanks now on everything that I could say about this place. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving it. It's also the same town to the first ice cream Sunday and the first professional football player, Red Grange. <laughs> and they're all from this little town in Pennsylvania. And they also make beer there. Hmm. And I was thinking. Puxatawney? I, I was thinking it was. Um, Red Grange. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've been to the town and I went to the brewery. That's why I'm like, oh wait a minute, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. 
Okay. Yeah. Put in the fact check. Yeah. Now, I'm going to look at him now because it's driving me crazy. But anyway, where are we going to go? I'll say for me right now, it, it's a soft for me. I'm going to give it a little bit more, but I, I believe this will be for me. But I want to give it about half glass. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's yeah. a for me, but... I, I'm, I'm just, like, again, I'm really glad it's just not sweet nastiness. Like that uh, blueberry pancake oh. debacle that we're going to have to revisit. We should, we should, we should do that one, one on year anniversary 50th. of it. <laughs> we should go looking for that one. Yikes. I'm not sure if I like that idea or if it's a horrible <laughs> idea, to be honest. Where is it? Blatto? Yeah. Uh, well, let's just keep going. Um, wow. It's <laughs> hard to find. Eh? It's, uh, it's, it's all of it. Maybe it's because of my energy. I don't know. Um, but where are we going to start? How about my collusion jersey? <laughs> you didn't even notice. No, no I noticed no your jersey. No comments, no questions. It's all in friggin' Russian. Comrade. Oh, well, I, I, knew what, I knew what the, the jersey was. Well, I knew it was can a Russian Can you explain jersey. it for the, the listeners who don't get it, maybe? Yeah, this is a game-played Russian jersey from the Moscow White Bears. They are a, uh, what do they call it? Farm team mm-hmm. of a KHL team called Tractor something or other. I, I, it was some Russian word. I wasn't sure. It's Tractor something or other. But, yeah, I, I have a couple of Russian jerseys, and uh, I wore this one today in, in honor of collusion. <laughs> collusion Day? Because it's Collusion Day on episode 46. So, yeah. I see. It's pretty sweet, eh? The thing about the Russian jerseys, they're like pieces of artwork compared to the NHL, in my opinion. Yeah, they really are. Their jerseys are real super bright colors and pretty weird graphics for the most part. There's some weird-looking stuff. This is tame compared to Mm -hmm. most of theirs. Yeah, I thought this was a cool jersey. It's got some tape marks on it. Tape stains. I thought that was blood stains. No, 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 no. Those are tape marks from people getting hooked with the stick and... They don't wash out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Anything, Blatto? Nothing yet. All right. All right, let's move on. Yeah. We'll catch up with that later. Did we have any fact checks? I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> if I was responsible for that, I think it was a perfect call. You're, I mean, chill. You're, you're usually the one who's most concerned about that stuff. But all righty then. Did did you did you notice we had a new jingle today? No, I think I you're asking it. the audience. <laughs> <laughs> They're all nodding yes. <laughs> we were there. there. <laughs> uh, we're happy with the new jingle. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Fred, for supplying the music and the vocals. Yeah, we thought we'd try something different and shake things up a little bit and. So that's that. You know, Any with feedback? rising popularity comes, um, you know, a uh, a the desire to be more newer. professional. Oh yeah, well, <clears throat> is that us? <laughs> we missed on that one. So, <laughs> so what what happened this week, Blato? Anything? Uh, as usual, nothing. We no, don't have not, any material politically to discuss. Um, so impeachment keeps rolling. And uh, this week it turned over to the Judiciary Committee headed by Jerry Nadler. Mm -hmm. And they held their first hearings. 
I'm still not quite sure what they're doing with the rest of their hearings. Um, you know, today, uh, just hours ago. I'm pretty sure I know what the next one is. The next one is where the lawyers from each side are going to basically present each side's report and answer questions. I think that's Monday. But beyond that, I don't know what they're doing. But I'm pretty sure that's that's the next series of hearings is where the council, I guess, for each side will... I don't know if they're going to read things or they're just going to do like a, you know, Cliff Notes theater of them. And then they're supposed to take questions from anyone who has questions for them. So it, that should be a real shit show just because if you take into consideration the, the counter report that the Republicans created before the Democrat report was out. I don't know how you can counter something you haven't seen yet, but they somehow magically did it. But they're dealing in another set of uh, alternate pseudo, reality, alternate reality yeah. pseudo facts, wh- whatever you want to call it. So I, I guess that's how you do that. I, I don't know. It's just I just thought a, a counter is supposed to come after <laughs> whatever you're countering. So, but yeah, but I believe that preemptive counter. I think that's Monday at nine. Yeah, yeah, they they knew it's counter. So. Uh, and then today, the Trump administration said they will not participate. They were not sending in, lawyers over. In the House proceedings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a 5 o'clock deadline. Today is a... Uh, and they pushed it to what, till 440 or something like that? I, I mean, I don't know what game they were playing. I don't think anyone really thought they were going to participate. I didn't for a second. I, um, I don't know why they just didn't say, nah, we won't be there. Yeah. They, their their reply was two little paragraphs, basically saying we're not going to participate in your made up sham, blah 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 blah. <laughs> what's that? What's that lawyer's name? Uh, Trump's lawyer. What's Trump? Their leader's lawyer. What is his name? Chip Chipoloni or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, it is something like that. Yeah. That guy is such an arrogant. Is this the public defender? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they 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 started with this uh, this group of constitutional experts. Uh, what did you think, Fred? Do you think that was the right way to start to kind of set the the foundation in, in terms of why what he's done is impeachable? Or, yeah, I mean, I lo- you can, I, you're never going to satisfy the Republicans, right? They're like, well, now we need fact witnesses, and you know, I I like the overall premise of it because I think what they were trying to do is to to pause and and try and educate who's ever paying attention to why they have to impeach him and and you know, kind of explain some details as, as to why they're pursuing this, you know, because half the country doesn't believe they should. So I think they're trying to win over a couple people on the no side. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. The premise was fine. Some of it kind of got a little out of hand. I, I was a little surprised, but I, I guess I shouldn't have been, but the, the three um, scholars that were there for the Democrats, I, I, I guess I didn't 
expect to hear them come down so hard on one side or the other. I thought there were going to be a little bit more just information about the Constitution, what part of it applies, but it seemed like they came in there to say, no, dear leader is guilty of this. He needs to be impeached. Did it, did it seem that way to you or no? Or was that what you were expecting? Are you following? Latrobe. Latrobe. Rolling Rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Rolling, Rolling Rock. Rock. Wow, I haven't had one of those in ages. Okay. Um, yes, I agree with you. When, when they first started off about really kind of calling out this is a crime and this is impeachable, I was a little shocked that they didn't take the position of we'll leave it up to you to call it a crime. Th- that, that's Here's how, what, yeah. how I was trying right. to word it. I, I was following it. And, um, and, you know, but at the same time, I'm really glad that they did. And, and I'm glad the way that Carlin sort of, you know, she, she ch- you know, challenged their alternate reality, right? I mean, the... The idea that what took place didn't take place is, is just com- complete fiction. And, you know, during the fact witnesses in, in the Intelligence Committee, I, you know, I just wanted somebody to say, and, and some probably came close, isn't this obvious? <laughs> you know, I was waiting for someone to come up with that word. This is so plainly obvious as to what's happening here. And they kind of did that. They kind of... You know, they kind of said, of course, of, of course, the, it's, it's the two plus two. It's adding up to, to four, you know. The, and so, therefore, it is impeachable. If you, if you really think that, you know, that is what took place, you don't really have any, any other place to go. Yeah. Even though the Republicans are, are trying to gaslight the entire country um, by saying there's absolutely nothing here, um, you know, I had to challenge somebody that, about that this this week, and it was like, so you're saying that the impression that all of the witnesses had in the intelligence committee was wrong. They all, wh- whether they had firsthand knowledge, secondhand knowledge, or whatever, you're saying that they all got the wrong impression as to what was happening. They, co- and, and, they cooperated each other's wrongness. And Is that what, that's what they're saying, right? Actually, they didn't even go there. They, they you know, it, it was just, I, again, you know, eventual silence on it. So I thought it was interesting that, that these folks really kind of went right for the jugular of impeachment as strongly as they did. But, you know, those, those scholars, those academics, they live and breathe the Constitution, Right, that that's what they know in and out, and and they are the ones that are thinking about this every single day, and those are the folks that are truly petrified and worried about the state of our democracy, you know, and and so the fact that they were so vitriolic in some cases wasn't surprising because you know they really see how dangerous. Trump is and would be, especially if reelected. Yeah. I, I guess they caught me off guard at first because I thought it was just going to be more fact, mechanical, this is how it works, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But w- when they were coming down so hard on, you know, impeach him yes. directly, it kind of, like, put me back a little bit. But then I, 
then I realized, like, what you're saying is that they had to do it that way. Well, I, pound, I, I don't know that they had home. to do it. I just think that they they saw no other choice for themselves. You know, I, I don't know that. I, I mean, Nadler knew what they were going to say. Um, did they have opening statements? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I missed ten minutes. I, I missed their opening statements. They Glad they kept that. them short. <laughs> Some of these opening statements. Uh, what was it? Uh, um, uh, Sunland's opening statement was about forty-five minutes long. But no, Nadler only said, "I'm keeping you to ten minutes," because <laughs> there were four of them. Yeah, um, but I did miss uh, the opening statements. Um, yeah, but I did know they did them. I guess, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, obviously he knew that they were going to, to go where they, they went. Um, but I, I think people were shocked, yeah. It, it definitely seemed like it was a team effort. One, there was one thing, and I, I, I probably could have recorded it and then played it back. Somebody asked the question, from, every th- from all the evidence that you've heard so far, what was the most alarming thing to you? And he went down the line for three of them, and they each had a different thing. <laughs> it was kind of like, you, you know, you, you know, it wasn't coincidence that oh, I was going to pick that. You know, <laughs> I, I remember that question. Yeah, and they all it was it was I almost thought it was a little staged, but um, you know, they all went to some really big highlights of the of the facts, and uh, uh, you know, one was that uh, Carlin said it was that. Uh, he didn't actually have to investigate; that he only had to give the appearance of, of investigation. Right. Another one, uh, I forget what it is, but yeah, it was. It, it was like I said; it seemed staged. And then, did were you? I was kind of frustrated in what I listened to that they didn't press Turley more. Challenge him more on. It, it seemed I, I like was surprised it, it, they didn't question him. I think they only asked him what two or three questions the entire time. The the counsel for the Democrats was right. I was like, well, you got the guy here. Go Correct. after him. Correct. Do you think though, if they would have questioned him after the Republicans did, then they would have had things to challenge him on, because. I think they had things to challenge him on. Yeah, but he didn't do most of his spewing until it was the uh, Republicans' turn. Right, but they knew where he was going to go. I mean, they, I think the strategy was we're not going to give more time to give Trump's side. We're not going to give you more sound bites that can translate into you know talking points and Fox News clips. So I think that was the strategy. You know, but you and I are not drink the Kool Aid kind of people. Nobs, you you drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, kind I drink of it all. Yeah, okay. Time. So, you know, I don't really need to hear from the other side all mm-hmm. the time, and I like the challenge, and I like the mm-hmm. back and forth and the exchange, and you know, when you have the four witnesses and you know three of them are with you and they've given their opening statements and they're you know, screaming impeach, why not talk to the guy that's saying, I don't think you can impeach? I would have liked to have seen them challenge him more um, in the way of some hypotheticals. 
and throw out some hypotheticals, you know, challenge him on the what if those courts don't decide on subpoena compliance before he leaves office? You know, do you still, how do you impeach him after he leaves office? Yeah. What if there's more evidence that comes out that says, hey, he did, you know, what, what is alleged is what really happened. You know, what, what, what would you think then? I, I wanted them to press him more so where he almost has to give, because it was interesting, like, he has said things in the past that this could be impeachable, and he wrote some things, and one of the... Go back to the Clinton. He was part of the Clinton thing. No, I mean, even on this, you know, and and somebody, you know, he did an op-ed in the Washington Post, or I think it was the Post, maybe the Times, but then, you know, somebody brought it up, and they said, did you, you know, these are words, and then he wanted to explain himself. And they stopped him. And he said, yeah, you know... But I would have liked to have heard him explain himself, and then I would have challenged that more. What, what has changed, you know? Um, he certainly, I thought, was the most interesting in terms of keeping my interest. I wanted more Turley. <laughs> because I, I, I know he's wrong. Oh, I, I totally believe he's wrong. Yeah. And, and, and when, when, they, when they switched, when they t- took their breaks and they switched back over to the panels, what did they talk about? They talked about Turley a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you know, because he's the opposing view, and um, and they had all kinds of great suggestions. You know, I kept thinking, you know, are they listening to the MSNBC panel? Are, are the uh, Democrats listening to the MSNBC panel on break so they get some good ideas in terms of what to go back? I don't think they are. It's, it's they should be. Armchair quarterbacking is always easier than actually being down there. And did did you notice when it it came the time for Turley to be questioned by the Republican? They they basically asked him one question and let him go, and he went on and on. I mean, he, he basically went on. A, yeah. A ten minutes soliloquy. He just went off, and they weren't getting. And then. It seemed like the counsel for the Republicans was going to try and ask him another question. The guy kept talking. He goes, no, keep going. Keep going, yes. <laughs> just keep going. And they just let, they wound him up like a toy and just let him go, you know. <laughs> a little duck running around on the floor or something. But uh, Did you see the, the, the piece that uh, Rachel Maddow did on him when he tried to defend a judge that was being impeached? <laughs> the last impeachment in... The uh, U.S. Senate was for a judge. Uh, Nob, did you catch any of this? Mm, nope. And uh, it went to the Senate trial. Uh, this guy was not going to leave the bench. I don't know why they couldn't um, get him criminally. There, there was something in there. He was taking bribes. He was taking bribes from witnesses and lawyers and then ruling in their favor. Wasn't he drinking, too? <laughs> I think they had him for alcohol uh, abuse or something. And he was, uh, you know, naked under his robe. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, and uh, uh, Matt, I'll touch on this because it was really, here, here's the significance of it. Turley was hired by the Republican Senate to defend this judge. Guess who the Democrats put up as the prosecutor? One guess. Come on. You can do it. Come on. You can do it, Nobs. Come on. Come on. Say it. Schiff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is in 2011. Schiff against Turley in 2011. Prosecutor against defense Uh attorney. Nice. Schiff wiped the floor with them. 
The Senate voted 96 to nothing on one count. Jeez. They had bipartisan uh, majorities on the other three accounts. I don't think and, it and the was guy under was, 65. Yeah, and the guy was removed like from that. office. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Turley's defense was that these weren't bribes. The guy was just a moocher. <laughs> if he could get a free lunch, he would take a free lunch. That was his defense. That was his defense. Wow. Yeah. Even though, you know, how, like... How they, much did these lunches cost? Well, there was one where he received a bag of $2,000. <laughs> Get some chicken McNuggets with that. We're going to see Ronald McDonald. $2,000. And, and yet Turley was trying to pass this off as just, you know... Uh, well, he tried to pass it off as a, uh, a wedding present. And I guess there's like no like wedding around right, there, or whatever. Yeah. But when the guy first got caught, he said it was a loan that he didn't intend on paying back. And then, you know, and then in the in the Senate trial, Turley turned that into a wedding gift. And you know, no, no. I mean, but in today's world, the facts could be just as obvious, and we might have a different outcome, right? Yeah. Especially now. I mean, this was just some federal judge, right? I mean, I, you know, there, there is a. I don't, I don't know if the parties would be as beholden, um, you know, on any judge. But it was the last impeachment that that hmm. took place in Congress. Um, so it's pretty interesting. I, uh, I, I kind of come to a conclusion and 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 watching these these hearings and listening to Turley and some stuff that I, I saw uh, online and I, and a conversation that I, I had with somebody and I really don't like to even say this and I, I don't even mean to say it in a way to be a troll or to create you know um, uh, just to say shit to say stuff it really appears to me that Republicans, especially Republicans in power, but even their constituents, they just don't give a flying F about the Constitution any longer. Not the same one we... They, they we just heard. don't. They, you, you know? It, it was interesting. I, 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 you know, I've heard, you've heard my rant before about our bar for the president ought to be high and the bar for impeachment ought to be low. And I was going through that with the Trumpster. And I said, look it. I said, I, I've been calling for his impeachment ever since he said, I go, and I, I'm not even sure if this was the first thing, but when he said the, the free press is the enemy of the people, to me, that's an impeachable offense. If you're not upholding the Constitution, that's the number one thing you need to do. First Amendment. And... and, and you know, and then I said um, something to the effect of, you know, the emoluments clause. And the guy chuckled, and it really pissed me off. Like, yeah, we're just going to disregard that. You know, I, I just, and I started to realize that this person really, if, if, if he's getting what he sees is what he thinks he wants out of this president and his deplorable policies... Constitution be damned. So, so the, this guy you're talking about, what in reality do you believe he's ever gleaned from having this guy in the White House? 
I mean, w- what has affected his life? Can oh, you think of anything? No. I, I mean, well, you know, maybe he pays a little less in taxes, right? Beyond that. I, I mean, no, nothing. Okay. I mean, you know, so I, why, I, I've why told you about they, he, he's the guy that's all worried about welfare. That's that's his main oh, thing. Same right? guy? Yeah. Oh, same guy. Yeah. And, and, you know, so he's happy that, you know, Trump is changing the rules on SNAP. You know, so less people get handouts. His whole thing is all about handouts. But it was also, it, it was just also alarming when he was just like blowing off these things that the president has done or said that are uh, antithetic to the Constitution. And he just blew them off. And I'm, I'm like, and, and then I started thinking back about our online friend that we argue with. And there was also a... Uh, well, this, not to interrupt you, but this... No, I do this, want you to interrupt because I, I want to look something up. This comes back to the thing I've been saying the entire time about uh, dear leaders, followers, and people that are on, on, in our camp is they care about winning and losing, and we care about what's right and wrong. And, and it's drastically different. Those two views are drastically different. And right and wrong tends to follow the law, tends to follow the Constitution, where winning and losing to them, it doesn't matter what law, what norm, what tradition, whatever gets crumbled in the way. As long as they get the win and their guy gets uh, the accomplishment, you know, the feather in his cap, that, that's all they care about. They could give two shits about what's right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. As long as they feel like they're winning, you, you know? know. And it's all the time, you know. You get you get the bullshit blowback. Well, well, Obama did this. Obama did that. Well, fucking throw him in jail. Lock him up. If he did it wrong, bring it forward. Lock him up. I don't care. It. it my opinion is, if any of these politicians, Obama, Hillary. I, I don't care what it is. If they broke the law. Go through the procedure, go through the process, lock them up. And, and you know what? They always shut down. Mm-hmm. They ghost when you say that. It's like, just do it. What are you waiting for? Just do yes. it. Don't tell me about it. Do it. But, eh. There was a, a study that came out. Because what I'm saying is not just, like, my opinion. Um, there was a study, and it was printed by Axios. And I'm kind of thumbing through things you're looking for. About the number of Republicans who now say the president should be given more authority. Oh, yeah, yes, I heard that. And it's it, it's just really, really shocking. Um, it went from 27% to 43%. But this is of Republicans, though. Yes. The, this poll was within Republicans. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't an open thing. And... Uh, and then on the flip side, it was 82% of Republicans felt that Congress had too much power. <laughs> 82%. And that was a huge shift from like 2016 when it was like 40% or something. I, I mean, they really have turned into a party that wants authoritarianism. That's what they want. 
they, and that's why I, I said it. it's it's they they really don't care that much about um, the the Constitution. It's and, all and very short term thinking too. So why would anybody? I mean, when when you see the stuff that goes on around the world in authoritarian governments, what is appealing about any of that? Uh, honestly, it, I guess. Is it just to say our our side's in power, win or lose? You know, we want to win. Our our, our our guy's top of the heap. He's the one pushing people around. What, what would they hope to get out of that? Why would they want to give up the freedoms and, and all the good things that we have here? Why would they want to give that up for that? When, when you see this kind of crap around the world, Putin... Poisoning people, assassinating people—I mean, that's because if the you kind feel of like if you're on want. the inside, you know, you know, I, I, I don't want any of the listeners to take this the wrong way. But when I start arguing with people on Breitbart, you know, they want to call me a snowflake, or you know, that, um, you know, maybe I should go out and get a real job and not live in my mother's basement and stuff like that. I always tell them the I've same. I've always said that about you. <laughs> I, I, I always tell them the Leave same thing. Leave your mother alone. I, basically, Trump's policies in this administration, they don't affect me. I'm male, I'm white, and I'm fairly well off. <laughs> you, you know, if... It, and if that's what so I think that's what a lot of people that you're talking about that's the position they take and so you know the rest of it just be damned but I use that all the time and it shuts them down you know anyway so here was the the, the stat it was done by Pew Axios reported on it but but Pew is the one that did it um, the share of Republicans who said it would be dangerous if uh, to give the president more power fell from 82% to 51%. In three years, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. I, I, I just don't understand it. It's just, I... and, and, and Democrats, um, Democrats' view on expanding executive power has not significantly changed over the past year. 82% of Democrats said it would be too risky to give the president more power, while just 16 said the president would be more effective without Congress and the courts. I mean, the, the, the Democratic position isn't changing because of Trump. You know what I mean? We think Trump uses too much power, and the Senate lets him get away with it. But, but we're not now saying Congress needs to have more power. You know what, though? If you think about... All the things, the horrible things that that man has done in the past three years, and you think about the wackadoos in his base, it makes sense that it's moved that much because he has allowed their hate, their fear, and their ignorance to flourish. Mm -hmm. And he's appealing to those negative parts of these people and so to me I, I guess now I think about it in those terms it's not surprising that the numbers have changed that much because 
he's allowing them to feel this way about things, you know, to be hateful and... I mean, certainly they wouldn't have thought that when Obama was president. Right. Right? I mean, you know, my phone and my pen lit their hair on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, literally, right? The the democracy was going to collapse because he said he he had the power of his phone and his pen. (laughs) I don't know. There you go. Got to keep drinking. That's all I know. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, anything yeah. Else? A- actually, uh, the impeachment piece. Sure. What do you got? Uh, Carlin, when she made the comment about Baron. Oh, I, I, oh. Well, hang on. Let Don't me finish. Get me started. Oh, just, just let me finish though. <laughs> just because everybody is so sensitive about everything said, when I heard her say his name, I went. Uh-oh. That was a huge, huge mistake, and they're going to try and run her into the ground about it, even though it was totally innocuous. It was the, the most stupid, benign thing. She didn't say okay. anything about him. She right. referenced his name it was in relation to words. It was a play on words. That's all it was. It was a play on words. You, you did see, <laughs> uh, after she said it. She apologized. No, no, I'm talking immediately after she said it. Her eyes got a little wide. There was there was like like one or two chuckles. It didn't land like she was hoping it was going to land. Like you know, um, uh, a a a moment of levity, right? Yeah. So, and I think she kind of then realized I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but you know what? It did it, die down quick though but, because but, it was stupid. But but here's the thing: this who politicized it? The Republicans. Yes, that's that's what really grinds me about it. And oh, especially and, Matt Gates. And the, <laughs> I'm gritting our teeth because that little fret boy. The gates fret. of hell. <laughs> oh, that's and and that's what people. And he attacked her. Are are they once again? It's okay if you're Republican. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y- you know, and and because they're the ones that politicized it. They're the ones. That made the news about Barron much bigger than it was, and they're the ones that really tried to use it to their advantage. It wasn't the other way around, you know? You know, she said, in case anybody didn't catch it, she said Trump can name his kid Barron. He can't appoint one. Right. <laughs> He's not a king. All she did was reference. Did his you know? Name. Did you, yeah. Okay. It's clever. That's all it was. Yeah. It, was it was just a clever just a play on words. Reference. It, yeah, she you know. said nothing about that brat. And then <laughs> Gates, of course, that, that guy seized on it and he attacked her about it. And then later in the... Because Politics 101 says never use, you know, never bring up your opponent's children. Oh, and, and then, and then uh, <laughs> the slutty first lady, the, the naked girl, she... she uh, Tweets in during the thing and yeah, she freaks and, out. She yeah. freaks out. I'll leave the children alone. Well, whatever. Well, but, didn't Hunter Biden be left? Well, that, that, that's what I was laughing about. It's exactly. I mean, don't they even see the hypocrisy? <laughs> but then Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, and then Karen, <laughs> she apologized for it. But I was kind of happy about the way she did. She apologized. I never heard her apology. She apologized. She said I shouldn't have done it. She goes, but I, I'd like to hear the the president start to apologize to some people as well. 
So, so she she pulled him into it. She apologized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then she she grabbed him by the ankles and tried pulling him under the water too. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up because it was infuriating. I, I saw a great meme like a, there, there should be backlash. A, that's that's what I'm saying. There, day, there should be backlash. There the was a great meme. I think it was the next day about that that uh, dear leader in Melania shouldn't worry about his name being spoken if, if they're not worried about children being separated at the border from their parents and getting their uh, their lunches cut. Mm-hmm. Right, medical med- medicine cut. The medicine cut through yeah. the snap then yeah. and all that. So. A recent immigrant died of the flu. Yep, yep. And they, I think they put him in a cell with another kid that was sick as well. So the kid was sick on top of it, and he's running like a like hundred three hundred four fever, and he died. The other thing I, I would like to talk about was uh, badass Nancy when when the guy asked her about hate. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, she slapped him down. Yeah. She, see, earlier in the day, she she makes the... Uh, Nobs, you with us on this? Okay, earlier in the day, Nancy had a scheduled speech, and she... Press conference. A press conference. She said that she was directing um, Nadler to go forth and write the articles of impeachment. Mm-hmm. It was pretty brief, four or five she minutes. She really said it's a go. It's a go. Yeah. And then she left. And then about an hour or so later, she had her weekly presser, and this clown that was rejected from Fox News because of all the um, sexual harassment, he was caught up in that business. She's done with her presser, and she's walking off off the stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's now with Sinclair, and I don't know what you know about Sinclair. Sinclair is this other right-wing news operation that's buying up all the local oh. news stations and then forcing them to spew right-wing uh Propaganda, it's its own little scandal. I, I'm. There are Saint, uh, Sinclair stations here in the uh, Metro Detroit area. But he was actually one of the ones that was at Fox and was one of the popular ones at Fox. But he got caught up in that Roger Ailes mm-hmm. uh, sexual scandal and harassment. hey, sidebar. Yeah, is that what the new movie Bombshell is about? Bombshell. Okay. Yes, I believe so. I think it's right. I, I I finally put it together, like watching a trailer, and I'm like, oh. I think this is... Is that the I one think, with De Niro's in there or something? No. No. Nah, no. Okay. But anyway, go go for it. So anyways, so she's done. She's taking questions for 10 minutes. She, you know, she was fair. Mm-hmm. And she's walking off and everyone's kind of screaming at her. And this guy says something to the effect, do you hate President Trump? And she stopped dead in her tracks and she kind of came at him. It's not the first time that she has gone after him. It's not the first time that... I, I listened to some folks that are in that inner circle mm-hmm. and they were saying that she knows who he is and he has gotten under her skin before so he does oh, know how to press her I, buttons i did not know that yes so she she stopped turned around and she kind of almost went into the the press area where they all sit mm-hmm. and, and she gave him the what for about i don't hate anybody you know this isn't about hate and then she went back up to the microphone and then she really laid it on him you know that this is about the Constitution, and yep. she's you know, she that was, she, oh. she's Catholic, and she's you know uh, she's raised not to hate anybody, and it's about 
She, then she called Trump a coward. She called him a coward because he won't do anything about the NRA and all these kids being killed. She, she called him another name in regards to the dreamers that, you know, yep. that he's not trying to help them mm-hmm. out. And, and she said all that is policy. All that is decided at the polls. She goes, this is about the Constitution. And, and she, she was wagging the finger and... Nancy's badass, man. And oh, and then she said, don't mess with me. <laughs> that was, yeah. It was like Terminator. Yeah, that's language. the tagline. Tag she line. said, don't mess with me. She goes, you don't ever use a word like hate. In know, reference to me. In reference to me. Yeah. So I, I thought yeah. it was great. You know, Once again, Nancy has shown that she, mm-hmm. she is like a head above all mm-hmm. these people. She really is. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't so crazy when they were bringing her back in to be the Speaker of the House, but she she's gotten some pretty big wins, if you think about it. She won on the uh, government shutdown, yep. the finger wag in the room, what, about two months ago, that picture? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. When Dear Leader tried to uh, capitalize on that, and she smacked him down there. And then yesterday, again, she, she just stuck it to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. How about Barr? Ba 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 bar. Ba 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 Peter Griffin. Again, you know, we talk about <laughs> the low bar, and it just doesn't it doesn't get any lower. He's a piece of garbage. He 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 I I don't know my political history well enough to know whether he's the worst attorney general we've ever had. I mean, Nixon's went to jail. <laughs> But I think this guy's still worse. But you, you know how you can kind of put that in perspective? In most cases, you hardly know who the attorney general is. Holderman, wasn't it? For Haldeman. Haldeman. Yeah, for Nixon. But, but if you think about it, in most presidential cabinets and appointees and stuff, you don't even know who the attorney general is. This clown is injecting himself into the middle of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why we're so well, familiar with him. One of the things that is overlooked during this whole impeachment thing, uh, I think, I mean, I mean, it's it's not completely overlooked, but when he brings up Barr on the call with Zelensky. Why didn't they follow that up? I, I mean, if that doesn't have recusal lit, written all over it and pressure for him to butt out of this thing, I don't know what does. Don't and, you? and he's never addressed... Why was was your name brought up? Like four times. I, I don't understand. Even the Democrats are kind of letting him off the hook, right, which is right. weird. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and I think I, I, I'll tell you why I think Trump mentioned him. Even if Barr wasn't involved with Rudy and the shenanigans, just pressure. No, I think Trump. He just throws out names of people he trusts. I think he really, really trusts Barr to have his back a hundred percent, and so he, you know, you know, he wasn't gonna, you know, he didn't throw out Mulvaney. He doesn't trust Mulvaney a hundred percent. You know what I mean? He he said Rudy and Barr, and those are the two people that he trusts more than anybody else right now to have his back. I I I, I can honestly believe that Barr would be like, what? <laughs> I can honestly believe that he didn't know why he was his name, but that's. It's, it, it all comes back just to Trump's, you know, feeble little psyche and the way, the way he, his mind works. But it's still enough. It's still enough to say, why? Why were you mentioned on this? You need to come talk to us. Yeah. 
But that's not even the worst shit. I mean, I, uh, you know, Barr stepped all over the Mueller report wrongfully. Yep. And his legacy goes down that like that. I mean, in, you know, history really, I think in many cases, the, the, the reality of history becomes solidified over time. You know, the, the, uh, um, the, the, the fictional parts, uh, the, the parts that, you, you know, are stretching the truth to support one side or another, they start to lose their gravity over mm-hmm. time, right? Because the truth has to win out. And historically, I think it does, right? I mean, there's still some people believe that, you know, the Civil War was the war of northern aggression over states' rights, <laughs> But not really, you know what I mean? It, it, people know what it's about now, right? And I think that, you know, the Mueller report, what was in the Mueller report, most people take now as a fact. And he went out there and said, there's nothing here. And he looked bad on it. And or, as, as time goes by, he's going to look worse about it. And now he's doing the exact same thing with his own internal reports regarding the onset of the Mueller investigations, do you think he's doing these to just placate dear leader? It's the only answer. Uh, why else? It's the only answer that he loves the power of his position. And so he is going to suck up to him a- a- as much as needed. He doesn't want to give He's wanted this position. He's always wanted this position. And even before Trump, he was you know, a fairly vocal proponent of presidential powers, you know, and extending those presidential powers. So he's got the guy, and now he's got the position that he, you know, dreams of in, in his world. Um, That's a dream? Uh, hey, you know, for him it is. But you had, you know, the IG report came out. Horowitz? I think that, yeah. It comes out on the 9th. Okay. And then you've got the Durham, Durham. report. I was a little... Sort of worried about the Durham. Sure, sure, we all were, right? Just because they plant evidence, they they put somebody in jail just for the hell of it. Because um, Durham was flying around the world and yep. had uh, Peter Go, Griffith it, piggyback on him. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, because the AG thing or IG, I'm sorry, the IG thing. That guy's independent. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have Barb breathing down his back. But the Durham thing. He's got Barr riding him, you know, like a cowboy. Yeah. And, and so I, I was a little concerned about what was going to come back from that. But it's kind of looking like the main things are going to go. The main things, are, right. They might pick out some, some wrongdoings by people here or there. Um, but it, apparently it doesn't seem like it, it, it changes the fact that the FBI were cracked. Mm-hmm. In opening the investigation, and that's the main thing, right? Because that's right. that's a big conspiracy by dear leader. And yeah, it wasn't a setup to yeah. make Trump look guilty by the Democrats and by the deep state, and that's what both reports have said. And I can't find anyone to argue this with. <laughs> they have all <laughs> looking. I know. I, I am. I am trolling for a fight on this, and they it, they they've all gone silent on it. Every single one. I, I I can't wait to hear. Breitbart hasn't written a single story about it. None. None. I can't wait to hear Hannity's take once the reports are released. 
I mean, they'll pick and choose some stuff. But, but again, you know, over time, the reality will set in. The truth will set in. And, you know, the, the IG report, I think, or was it the Durham report? There might be like one lower level FBI lawyer yeah, who, he, who might be in trouble. He changed something. How do you change something on an email? That That's what they're saying he did, that he... He altered an email. Yeah. It's like, how do you alter something that's been sent? I don't know unless you can recall it. And I, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But it's something to do with... The, I remember reading about it. It was very, very an, technical. It's something to do with an email. It wasn't like he forged something in the email. It was something else. It was... Was it the steel dossier? <laughs> <laughs> the PPT. What about the emails? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, maybe we have to wait for the reports to be released to really get the Republican reaction. Um, but 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 Barr, his he, he's leaking out there already. He's not he's buying. He's trying to get in front of it. Right? Yeah, that that you know he disagrees. He, what does that mean? I don't know. But but that that that's to that's the red meat to throw the thirty five percent. Get them all wound up. Keep them all stirred up. Get them all lathered up. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing that Barr did this week, uh, and, and and this is just, it, it, it truly is disgusting, um, where he was giving a speech um, to law enforcement, I want to say. Um, and This guy. And basically Peter insinuated Bruce. in not so many words that, if you're not supporting police, then they really don't have to support you. But um, where does thinking like that come from? From the top law enforcement. So, so in other words, if you want to protest a uh, a police shooting that you don't think looks like it followed protocol, and you're you're asking for better community standards and better policing pa- practices. Um, I got, I'll read you the quote here. Um, uh, Today, the American people have to focus on something else. He was, this was in context to, um, it, it started with a parallel on the Vietnam War veterans that came back. And, you know, some people showed disrespect, uh, for those soldiers, right? Um, and... That must have been why dear leader didn't go. He didn't want to be disrespected. <laughs> and so... So so he got bone spurs. And, and it was, it was to law enforcement. <laughs> and, and, and Barr said, Today the American people have to focus on something else, which is the sacrifice and the service that is given by our law enforcement officers. And they have to start showing more than they do the respect and support that law enforcement deserves. If communities don't give that support and respect... They might find themselves without the police protection they need. What is this? I mean, that's not even sugar-coated. No, not at all. If, 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 if you know, you're a police chief and you're supporting this administration and you're in this audience, and the attorney general says, if people don't show you the proper support, maybe you don't need to protect them. You know, you and know, that's exactly what he says. It's not even maybe. It's it, he's right. You don't do that. <laughs> and, and you know, think about this. This is the top. <sighs> this goes back to the, the entire GOP, in my opinion, 
they're not about their oath anymore. And that's right. not about the oath that police officers take. Right. They they take the oath to protect the community that they belong in, regardless of how the community acts towards them, is basically what it comes down to. And that and, and that's no different than what the GOP and the whole Republican Party is doing these days, oath be damned. It, they're not following oath. It's a cult. They've decided it's party over a country, and, and it it's very similar to that, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, there was a... Um, I first heard about it, uh, I think it was on the... Um, um, uh, what's his name? The, the the guy that's on before Rachel Maddow. Oh, Chris uh, Hayes. Chris Hayes show, and uh, I uh, I'll put this in the fact check. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm not looking it up right now. He had a great quote, kind of summarizing it, you know. And he said that, and I was like, oh, I got I got to dig into this. And then he also showed the clip or whatever. But it was he he, he really did a nice job of just sort of encapsulating it. So. Hmm. You know, wow. Google that, Chris Hazen. That's friggin' amazing. It, 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 it is astounding. Speaking of astounding, Nobs just jarred my feeble memory on one more thing we got to talk about before we go for that second beer. Yeah. NATO. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said, right? We all just bust out laughing. <laughs> Nobs, you know, just like know. the world leaders. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump. yeah. yeah. You, you, you be Boris, okay? Uh, you know, the handsome be, one over there. I'll be Justin. You could be, be, be Justin Trudeau, and uh, I'll be the guy nobody knows from uh, Luxembourg or something. Think about, think about this. A year ago, dear leader went over there, all blustery, throwing his big orange ass around. Ew. Ew. Right? Literally. Literally. Literally pushed the guy. Yeah, he pushed the little Luxembourg guy off the stage. <laughs> that's about. me, the little guy, right? But but anyways, a year ago, like people like Trudeau, those guys were kissing his ass. And you look at it now. There isn't one of them that respects him. No. Or us anymore as a country. Uh-huh. Hey, for Trudeau, Canada, the nicest people on the freaking planet, <laughs> Canada, are laughing. <laughs> Oh my! We 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 need those people from the beer fest. Well, I, they I, must be loving it right now, especially when he's laughing with the European Trumpster. When you got uh-huh. Boris Johnson making fun of <laughs> yeah. dear leader, do you know what kind of shit you're in? I mean, think yeah. about that. Yeah. Boris Johnson is making fun of you. Yeah, and he's for being it, crazy, and he's the the English Trump. Right, but but it's also I I can see how Boris Johnson make fun of Trump. But when the other world leaders are with Boris Johnson, you know what I mean? You, you know, it's like, yeah, you're bad, but yeah. <laughs> you're not the worst. You see this guy? Oh. And you talk about thin orange skin. He jumped on his plane and... He, he canceled his morning presser where the day before he went like two and a half hours in front of the press answering anything they would throw at him in, in his normal insane ways. And he uh, cancels his little presser, and he jumps on Air Force One and leaves early. Hey. What a little puss. Uh, I mean, I, he's such a little thin-skinned puss. I, I, do you see how today he said that he was 
greatly respected and had great natal meeting and all this other stuff. He's like, no, you left. That that dude knows nothing about how NATO operates. No. He, he he makes it sound like there's this little central piggy bank that says N-A-T-O on the outside, and you have to put your 2% in there. No, you stupid orange. He's been explained it a bazillion times, and he just keeps going back because he can't absorb information. So he keeps going back to this notion that people are kicking in money to NATO. It is... He, yeah, when he started saying it again, opposite of how it works, and and it, it, it's just ridiculous. That's why, okay, he's new new kid on the block. We'll give him a pass the first year or whatever it was, but not any longer. Like you, you haven't figured this out yet. Really? That's why they're laughing at him. He's mm-hmm. such a dolt. Mm-hmm. He refuses to learn. He's incapable of learning. Mm-hmm. He really is. But his base eats it up. His base <laughs> eats it up. It's because they refuse to learn as well. Yeah. Yeah. Go clean your guns. <laughs> all right. Have we, have we exhausted all the jocularity for the week? We need another beer. All right. All Bottoms right. up. Bottoms up. To the treasure trove. Knobs. We have the Paralyzer. Yes. What is it? It is Tell a us. double IPA from Austin Brothers, straight from Alpina. I bought it for a few reasons. Okay. One, I like the label. Real nice blue label, kind of like a, like a 1940s feel to it, would you say? It jumps off the shelf. Yeah. I, I love the color. Yep. It reads, uh, this unfiltered double IPA is dry hopped with large amounts of mosaic, citra, simcoe, and El Dorado hops. So it's not just chocolate. Not just chocolate, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the complete opposite, yes. right? This is the 180 of the beer from, we had before, right? From simple to complicated. Yeah, complex. Yes. Very complex. Uh, pours a hazy orange and showcases hop notes of citrus and tropical fruits. Which tropical fruits? Yes. Yeah. But uh, has a... Uh, I, I can tell you which one. Grapefruit. Grapefruit, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, buddy. That's so, the only fruit I ever taste. Fred, we looked it up. What kind of plane is on here? That's a B-25 Mitchell bomber. Yeah. And it's dropping hops. It's dropping hops instead of bombs. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What? Since we, we sort of did a little internet research on the plane, um, was the B-25 called the Paralyzer? Was that its nickname? I don't know. I Good bet question. you it must be. I would bet. That, that I, would make I, sense. I, I would bet. Yeah. His enemies were paralyzed with fear. Yeah. 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 You saw that thing coming? You were probably just that. Yeah. Well, just because you hear bombs away or <laughs> open the bomb bay doors. Yeah. The, uh, I'm, so I mentioned two reasons why I bought this, yeah. right? Why? The other one, which may paralyze me, is the 9.7%. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a stout yeah. little beer. Yeah. Hey, how did we end up on the last beer? It's for me. I, mean, I was uh, correct. Yingling Hershey. I liked it. Yeah. For me. For me also. It, uh, Went down I, easy. I'd say it actually got a little bit smoother and easier to drink. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was good. It definitely would be a repurchase. Yeah, I would get it. All right. So, let's, Paralyzer. Let's, let's crack them. Let's get Paralyzer. You, know, you, you, you couldn't have a beer named Paralyzer if it was at, you know, 4.7. 4. 4. Right. right. <laughs> A little bit of head on it. Hazy. Nice hazy orange color. They're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of coppery looking. And I'm, I'm catching the uh, grapefruit bouquet yep. right, <laughs> away, right, right away. Then you got to bring it up to your proboscis. This no. is right there. 
I do like that name. I thought at a 9.7, I'd taste more of the alcohol that you kind of get with the uh, uh-huh, right, octane ones, right. but you don't. Oh, smell that. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay. Um, mm, great aroma. Yeah. It's, I just uh, want to keep smelling it. No, I, I do too. It is it, it, it is a pleasant smell. Mm-hmm. We haven't done an IPA in a while. We have. Well, the New England's. Um, but... Those didn't taste like IPAs to me. Yeah. Not New England's, at least. Yeah. And, and once again, I'll, I'll kind of <clears throat> jump in first here. Being the double, the hops to me isn't overbearing. You know, or I should say the bitterness of the hops isn't overbearing. So, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to rule on it uh, until I finish it, but I'm certainly going to finish it. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's at least gotten past that threshold with me. Uh, I like it uh, uh, as a beer to drink right now. I expected more bitter out of a 9.7 double. Right. But it's, right. I would say it's drinkable. It's not bitter at all. Yeah. I think it has a fantastic aroma. Mm. Yes. It, it's this very, room smells very citrusy. Even. Uh, I, I love it. It's, it's just so aromatic. and ah, That is good stuff. Get low on your nose there. <laughs> <laughs> My proboscis. Yeah. I'm dipping my proboscis in the head. Um, I would say at this point it's for me. I, I don't think my opinion will change. Yeah. yeah. Back to the IPA guy. Mm, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it's for me. I would order it. Um, so I'm curious. Um, Nobs, what did this set you back? What did this beer cost? Uh, eight, I think. Maybe nine? For what? Six pack? Four. No, oh, only four? four. Usually the, a lot Usually of four fours are get the 16 ounces. Yes, the, the, the larger cans. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four 12 ounce? That's kind of weird. Where'd you get them? <laughs> Where'd you get them? Uh, Meyer. Meyer, really? Okay. Um, we've had Austin Brothers beers before, and, I, um, and I've been to the brewery. Mm-hmm. I do like it. But the reason I ask you uh, how, how much it cost was because I recently got into a discussion um, with uh, a previous guest uh, who's much younger than we are, uh, semicolon, about the cost of beer. Mm-hmm. He's in college, and we were talking about, it started with, uh, when I was in college, um, how how you had it easy because beer was so much more affordable well or or but it started with how much i could make 20 dollars stretch mm-hmm. uh you know i mean it seemed like if i had a 20 in my pocket on 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 monday i'm good for the week right <clears throat> uh and um so we, i said you know but i don't really know beer even with all the craft beers how much beer costs have changed over time. And, you know, he was like, yeah, 20 bucks, I can do okay, and I'm, I wouldn't turn down 20 bucks. Probably gin. <laughs> it just kicked in. <laughs> so I looked it up, and I found this USA Today article, and it talks about uh, the beer price starting in 1954 going all the way to today, uh, and then adjusted for inflation. And so I, I looked, um, I graduated uh, college in 1987, um, 
and uh, it was four forty-seven for a six-pack, average price. Now again, no 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 beer, and and with today's inflation, that relates to eight dollars and forty-seven cents. And today, uh, this article ends in twenty fourteen, eight sixty one. Hmm. So relative to inflation, beer hasn't really changed that much at all. Hmm. But Not here's really. the thing that really caught me <laughs> about this article. Starting in nineteen uh, on this list of the, starting in nineteen sixty. Somebody was keeping track of the number of cans consumed per person in the United States. Hmm. Okay. And as I scroll up, starting from 1960, guess what year had the highest? 87. No, <laughs> but you're, oh, you're, you're thinking along the right lines. 1981. <laughs> High school graduation. <laughs> we were drinking on average 337.7 cans per person in the United States in 1981. Yeah. And I just had to bust out laughing. That was the year I graduated. I go, I was doing my best. <laughs> you were a peaker. <laughs> in 1981, 337. and uh, How about 79. Uh, 79. That's what I got, Joey. Yeah, 329. So you were five beers behind us. Mm, good company, though, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's been it's been going down. So so uh, 2014, we are now at 266. So is so that, it, is it that, went just it's almost a perfect uh, is bell Is that curve. due to people being in better health, or is it money-related? What What's the cause for the drop? Uh that's, the that, those there. are the words. I don't know the words. Oh, the words. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the what, not the why. Um, Pottoms up? Pottoms up. So I want to see this list redone and look at 2018 to 2019 mm-hmm. when we started. Yeah, when you graduated. No. No. <laughs> when Pottoms up started. <laughs> Uh, oh. Yeah, have we helped to push up the numbers? <laughs> yes. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, right. From yeah. November 2018 <laughs> to November 2019, it's skyrocketing. I mean, in 1981, 330, 334 wasn't quite a beer a day, but almost. Yeah. You know? Close. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, I thought it was good information, funny information. Now, that kind of brings us to what I was going to ask you about. Uh-huh. I mentioned I graduated high school in 1981. You graduated 79. 40 years ago. The big four And that was exactly 40 years ago. And so what do you do on your anniversaries of uh, graduation? Have a class reunion. And you just attended yours, right? Yep. 40. 40th, yep. It was uh, the Friday, uh, Black Friday. Mm. Yep, last... A week ago. That's appropriate. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Yep, it was the last Friday on uh, Black Friday. It was... Uh, and what did you think? Well, I- I'm going to start this conversation by saying that I- I'm an outlier when it comes to high school. 
Because you always hear people talk about that question, would you go back to high school if you could? And most people say, oh, hell to the no, the last place I'd ever want to be, ever, 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 not me. I had a ball in my I, I got to disagree with you right there. Why? I think a lot of people do want to go back to high school. No, I, I, most people I talked to hated high school. Well, because you talked to me. Well, <laughs> no, well, there's a problem. I don't want to go back to high school. It, it's the, the angst they had, the awkwardness, the... The this, the that. I thought high school was a blast. Okay. I thought junior high was a blast. I would go back in a second. And, and while, just to take it a little further, when I was at my reunion last week, I brought that up with a couple people. And we didn't have that many there. Like, my class was 350. Yeah. I think we had between 30... And yeah. 40 people it's pretty plus weak. spouses. It was very weak. Yeah, that's really And weak. I'm not sure why. but Oh, I got lots of things to the, tell you why. The, the people that I had sort of posed that question to, they said the same thing as me. They said, no, I'd go back in a second. And that made sense because they were there. Because they liked the high school experience. They liked the people we went to school with. We had a good time. I had a blast. Honestly, I did, man. I'd go back like that no question about it I, I i have no desire to roll back into that era um not because i had a bad time in in high school i had a very i would say kind of go through the motions you, average you know? average experience yeah I, I mean it wasn't bad or good um uh i was semi-popular you know you know, we have a mutual friend that I hung out with who uh, was very popular. So, you know, oh. I, I, I was sort of, you know, glommed on to his popularity. Shoey? Yeah. And, um, you know, and he had respect from all of the different sub-cliques. The dweebs. The, the, the dweebs, <laughs> the burnouts, the jocks. You know, he fit in with all of those. And... Um, and then I also had, by the time I was a senior, I had my younger brother now, who was much more popular. And if, you know, he thought that you gave him the squirrely eye, he would pound you into mincemeat. So I also became known as, uh, let's see, we don't have a nickname for him, but <laughs> I'll just say, you know, I know he never listens. Hardly. Yeah, so all of a sudden I became known as Harley's brother. <laughs> I even lost my first name. <laughs> oh, you're Harley's brother. And then what they'd always say right after that is, Harley's cool. <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't a great time. Like, you know, if, if I had to go back in any time of my life, it probably would be somewhere in those, like, mid-30s, you know. I... I High school, punch the card. Get on. Let's go to college. And then college was a good time, too, but punch the card. Let's get out in the real world. Now, since you mentioned 30s, I felt like in my my life picture that 30 was probably my best year. That that's when I, It took me that long to finally get my life pointed in a positive direction and things were going the right way. But high school, it's the bomb. I'd go back. It was a 
blast. Nobs, Nobs, come on, give, share. So you're, not, you're graduating this year, Nobs, so uh, yeah, what right, do you think yeah. about all this? Uh, high school was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would, what year are you? Four. Four. <laughs> See, he can talk like that. Isn't that like four? <laughs> D- two double, not four. You know, I mean, you know, in in his in, in oh, his four. in his uh, generation, they can say six, four, three, two, whatever. So you're four, eh? Yeah. So we're going up uh, fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, I did not go to my ten. I Why had no not? interest in it. No interest. No. no. Was it was it too soon? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, right. Almost ten years. <laughs> right. I almost didn't go to my 10 because I thought it was too soon. I was like, well, they're still going to look the same. People haven't changed much. But I went, had a blast. I did. <laughs> a blast. I had a blast. Do you go to all of them? No. Mm. I went to my 10, my 30, and my 40. See, I've yet to go to one. And it's not because I'm really opposed to it. Yeah, you Par- are. <laughs> not no, you, really. You're really opposed. No, to I was going to go to 30. I planned to go to 30, and then, oh, had to go to China. <laughs> China? <laughs> True, I did. And, and, I, and I was going to go with Shuey because I had asked uh, my wife at the time, oh, my 30s was coming up. I know I didn't go to the 20th. Now, I think I was living out of state, and it was never going to be worthy to come, you know, worth it to go back you know, to travel for it. But, like, you know what? Maybe I'll go. Maybe, you know, I... And, and I asked her if she wanted to go. And she was like, have a good time with Shuey. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was quick. And she's like, yeah, it was. It was easy. <laughs> to that point, this is a PSA. If, if your spouse did not graduate from the same high school close to the same year as you, don't take them to your reunion because it will be nothing but bad. You will fight. You will want to kill each other. I, I didn't bring my wife to any of my reunions, and she didn't want to come. I thought you were speaking from experience. No, no, I, I am. I'm speaking from experience way. of people who were foolish enough to bring their spouses along to an event where they don't know anybody, mm-hmm. and then you abandon them because you do know everybody, and you're off flitting around like a butterfly because that's what you're supposed to do to catch up. And you leave your spouse alone with with uh, pitchers of beer and, and <laughs> potfuls of anger, and it does not turn out well. So that's my PSA: leave your spouse at home if they don't know most yeah. of the people there, because it, it will be tragedy. You'll waste your money and don't go, and yeah. you, you you'll be like Blado. Stay home. <laughs> when I was when I was uh, searching articles about. High school reunions, because I, I knew we were going to bring this up. <laughs> There's nothing in this article worth sharing except for the title, <laughs> okay? And I have a hard time processing it, <laughs> but, I, but it did make me laugh. High school reunions are the unseasoned and undercooked chicken breast of social gatherings. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's know. pretty good. <laughs> that's a good description. Um, yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I, I think that you know bringing people that weren't part of that class would would be a mistake. I I I saw it on parade, man, and it, and it just was ugly. And it, 
No reason for it. Yeah, I, uh, and you know, part of my aversion to them is uh, I keep in touch with a fair amount of my high school buds. Um, and uh, I kind of felt like there's a lot that eh, I'd rather not see. Like I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to set up that faux connection. You know what I mean? Oh, we should get together sometime, right? And and you don't really have any intention of doing it, mm-hmm. or they're bringing up and they actually have an intention of doing it, right? And you're hoping, I hope they their intentions are the same as my intentions, which are none, right? So you know, just to kind of, uh, you know, I, I well, I sort of had that fear going into it. That people are going to want my cell number and all that. I don't give it to anybody. So I, I'm i sort of undercutting that argument. You don't have one. Right, right. No, I, of course, you know, we're all adults. And I got a bag phone, and I'm not sure what the number is. <laughs> <laughs> was there, but were there people there that you were glad to catch up with, even if it was just for an evening? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but yet, the, but they're not... They, they, they they also then currently don't fit within your time within your 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 time allotted for more friends. Mm-mm, not at all. Yeah, no, it was just a chance get together and catch up and yeah. You know what's funny though is there was one guy there who it's it's funny we grew up together like since kindergarten all the way through high school and we're always great friends and all that and then due to social media and dear leader we became sparring partners oh yeah 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 i have only once um booted one friend on Facebook, and <laughs> that was this guy. And he came in. I was shocked. He came in from it, and um, he he came up to me, and I said hello to him, and I was being cordial and all that kind of stuff, and uh, he, he wanted to kind of make amends for it, and and at the time, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot and all that. And, and then, like, towards the end of the evening, it came down to, he goes, I'm going to send you a friend request. And you know what? I have not been able to force myself to. He did? Yeah. No, he told me he was going to send me. No, but me. did he? He did he he, follow through. He it. sent me a friend request. And, and you're even holding him though, in limbo? No, even though I told him I, <laughs> okay. w- I would accept. Hang this on, is why you don't go to <laughs> high school reunions. <laughs> 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 Everything he said prior to this was bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to get the guitar out again. You don't want that. But um, this is exactly I, I honestly believed I, I, I could get beyond it. But there's so much visceral bad feelings. It's not that I hate this guy. It's It's... Because I don't want to relive how ugly it got between him and I on Facebook. I, I can't accept. Why don't you just accept yeah. it and hide them? Man, yeah. That's beyond my pay grade. I don't even know how to do that. I don't. Uh, I don't. Pop-Tart will show you how. She does it with a lot of people. <laughs> um, you, you know, it's it, it, this has just happened by kind of coincidence just um, uh, this week. But you mentioned the social media thing. And... Has 
social media has Facebook and you know other things made reunions almost obsolete. Like like I have the you know you, you know the people that I keep in touch with um, that are still friends in my high school class. Mm-hmm. When I started to get active on Facebook, all of a sudden, especially through Shuey, I was getting all these requests from people that. I wasn't even sure I went to high school with. And I I would call him up and I'd be like, do you know Julie so-and-so? And And he's like, yeah, she graduated with us. I'm like, did I know her? Yeah. I'm like, should I be friends with her on Facebook? Yeah. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I wouldn't remember who she was. Like, I I didn't, you know. And, you know, is that good enough? Like, Like, you know, high school reunions are a tradition and they've been around for however many number of years. But if the idea of high school 40. reunions came up, if the idea of high school reunions came up, as far as you know, talking. after after uh, Facebook was invented, I don't think you'd have high school reunions. Is kind of what I'm saying that that social media, in some ways, has replaced it. You know, it certainly has an impact. It has a huge impact, you know, even on the interpersonal relationship that you would have with somebody at a high school. You know. Another example is. There's a guy that I went to high school with, and he was kind of a DB. I mean, he was in that group um, that, you know, they were kind of bullies. You know, they just, you know, the, the tough guys, mm-hmm. right? And, um, uh, but I never had any problems with him because I was Harley's brother. Right. Who's <laughs> was cool. Um, and I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he's kind of a, a Trumpster, but not, not entirely, Right. You know, it doesn't get too political or whatever. Um, and and he's, he hangs out with some other friends of ours. Um, so you, you've probably seen him um, hang out with the, um, some of the other folks that we know. I'm in Menards <laughs> uh, three days ago and bang right into him. And it was like, and he oh. punched you in the mouth? Yeah, <laughs> just for old time's sake. <laughs> And, and it was like, oh, hey, John. And uh, he's like, oh. And he's like, I didn't recognize you with a hat on. Now, he hadn't seen me in, you know. I, I did actually, last time I saw him was at my brother's place uh, during uh, one of his football Sundays, probably five years ago. Okay. And anyway, so we just chatted about what we were doing there, you know. Uh, you know, why, why he was buying stuff, I was... Working on my sinkhole, you know, that's another story. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, sounds like a personal problem. But yeah, it, you know, being that we have the Facebook connection, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't like we were talking old times. You know, it wasn't like we we went back reminiscing. Now I didn't hang out with him either, but it was kind of like pick up where you kind of left off, like because of the social media aspect has already connected us. And, and we don't really have any other need to go beyond that. Funny thing was, the next day, I also had to go into Menards for something. There he was. No. <laughs> Two days Does in Does he work there? <laughs> no, no, no. We were both working on projects that required us to go there. Is he filling in a sinkhole, too? Um, no, he's building a garage. Oh. Sinkhole's popping up all over the place. Imagine. I even thought to myself. Two days in a row. Well, you know, projects, uh, household projects are measured 
by how often you have to go to the hardware store. Can't confirm. Uh, <laughs> Mine was very minor last week at three trips. See? <laughs> and and I actually thought on my way there, I wonder if he'll be here again <laughs> because he's working on a project and I'm working on a project and sure enough, he was there. That's kind of great. So Menards okay. is your first choice? No, well, don't get into that. Home Depot, which I don't go to anymore. I boycott. Okay, I wish I could boycott Home Depot but it's I go to Lowe's. It's 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 so close to me. I it, it the convenience is not worth the boycott. So but, is mine, loser. <laughs> but I but I will go to Menards, and that guy's a douchebag too, John Menard. Yeah. Um eleven percent uh he says. Yeah, but uh, actually the reason I had to go there was Liar. because Home Depot Home Depot was out of topsoil. And yeah, I needed sure something is. to fill my sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's funny to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, I, I, on this reunion thing, mm. enough about my sinkhole. Uh, uh, I came across this article about twenty things that will happen uh, with your high school reunion. So, I'll ask these in the form of a question, Fred, and you give me a yay or nay. All right. I'm not going to go through all twenty. All these are time. yes or no. Well, kind of. Like it, this says this will happen, so you say, "Oh, it did or it didn't." Okay. Okay. When you receive the invitation, you will laugh out loud. No. <laughs> <laughs> laugh out loud. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, it's the 40th coming up. It's, it's 40. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, no, that didn't happen. I may have wept a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, you and your friends get a drink before the actual event. No. See, that's where you and I are different. Well, if I was to go to my reunion and I'm going with, say, like, you know, the three or four people that you know that I know that were in my class, I'm definitely meeting them at the bar or at somebody's house. Yeah, and we're doing pre drinks. Yeah. No well, question about it. Well, okay. no, what? You did you? There was a couple thoughts, actually, when I saw how low the turnout was going to be, I almost bailed on it. And I'm all rah rah about it. And yeah. then when I did finally, you know, confirm that I was going, it. It never dawned on me to call anybody up. Well, uh, Oscar, mm-hmm. I suppose yep. Oscar and his uh, better half, I suppose I could have hooked up with them. But no. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't contact me because he's usually all about that. He's more about that than I am. Yeah, like I said, that would be a must for me. Maybe he did. He didn't read the message. Or I ignored him. Uh, did someone say... Uh, Everyone still looks the same. No. <laughs> now, I know that wouldn't apply to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I look nothing like the little picture they gave me. All right. Uh, this one, I, I mean, did you, the turnout was so low, but did you run into any old hookups? Mm-mm. No. Um, were you glad about that? <laughs> Indifferent. Indifferent. <laughs> Stop uh, making for a good podcast. <laughs> I didn't. Did have, this happen? No, I, I didn't have boring any. AF. Right? <laughs> I didn't have any high school hookups. <laughs> Not off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I had one girlfriend. She went to a different school. Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. See, Nancy. Yeah. Oh, I won't say the last name. Almost uh, did. <laughs> Uh, let's see if there's anything else here that are interesting. Um, uh, 
They don't. They, they don't mention anything about politics. But did politics come up? No. Well, only in the fact between the person I had mentioned earlier, there were other people that had sort of heard that we had, that are also social media friends that had heard we had some problems, air quotes, and they felt like they needed to be the arbiters of good faith and healing. And Uh, they were the ones that that kind of brought us together. Yeah. And made me agree to something that I eventually could not do. At least one person will not so subtly brag about how much money they make. No. Did you talk to anybody there? <laughs> I did. <laughs> what, what did you talk about? <laughs> Here, let, let, me, let me say this. I'm going to make a statement <laughs> that, A... I mean, I don't think these things are off the wall, right? No, 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 they're not. They're not, actually. A, the, the turnout was low, which almost made me not right. want to go. But when I got there... The people that I saw, it was it was a lot of fun. Had a great time, and we didn't talk. No, we did talk, but there to me there was nothing really negative. It was only positive stuff. I had more fun than I thought I was going to have, and I'm really glad. I okay, did. well here you're gonna say yes to this last question. Okay, you head home feeling glad you decided to go. Oh, absolutely. I because I was feeling kind of nervous. Only because of small turnout, and for some weird reason, I don't normally feel nervous about stuff like that because I don't care that much. But I was really kind of apprehensive about going. I'm not even sure why. But when it was all said and done, I had a great time, and I told those guys that you know things didn't quite turn out the way we thought they would, considering it's a, it's, it's a big anniversary. Mm-hmm. So I told them I would kind of get the ball rolling like in January, February, in the dead of winter, do a bar thing like your class does all the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just do a, a more casual... Mini reunions, they call them. We're going to do it here. This is the date. This is the, the time. Yeah. No pressure if you can show up. Perfect. So I told them I would yeah. initiate that. So I took that much on. Oh, that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, no, opinion. it isn't. <laughs> it's a yeah. Facebook invite. I'm going to use the same list of people and minus wh- one, whoever comes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, twenty nine people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I keep threatening. And 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 actually, I, I never went to one of those mini reunions. And I'm going to open it up to multi years. Not just going to be because I want you guys to come. And I can get my sister, because she's two years ahead of me, so yeah. minus two, plus two kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you have to hang out with my sister. I, I regret not going to one of the mini reunions that I was planning on going to, because there was somebody there, which brings me to another point, kind of a, on a darker point, but there was somebody there at one of those mini reunions that died shortly afterwards, and I would have liked to have seen them before that, because... Uh, she was a, a pretty good friend for a period of time in high school. Did you I know, know her? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't want to. Give me a first name. Lynn? Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so, but, and then, there were many of them. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Big family. Yeah, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and then that kind of, kind of brings me to this point. Uh, did your reunion have any sort of remembrance of those that have passed? Nope. I, I was kind of surprised. We talked about it uh, in amongst, you know, mm-hmm. little pockets of people, but they did. 
at our 30, they did. They had a, a board up. Right, that, that's typical of the 40th. I'm looking at things things that are typical in, in and, and 10th, I, 20th, 30th, 40th, and they mentioned the 40th. Not and the 30th. I expected to see that, yeah. but... Yeah, we lived in a there. rough neighborhood, so... <laughs> 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 could have started in the 10th, right? Anyway. <clears throat> I think it was around age 48 is when the first person passed away that hadn't had some weird thing happen early on. You know what I mean? Like from like a medical condition because of age. And and that was like, whoa. <laughs> kind of freaked me out a little bit. But and since then there's been quite a few actually. So Yeah. It happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, was there anyone there that you wondered like who is that person? Especially with a small group. Uh maybe one. You got to mingle, right? I mean with the, just about everybody, right? Oh well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There there was one guy that showed up that I hadn't seen actually since we graduated and uh that was kind of a weird situation. And I and I talked to him and it's like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just, I'm not even 100% sure that he graduated. I think that, no, 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 because our our class, no, no, our class president told me because I had, I had inquired about the amount of people coming and stuff, and I was suggesting open, opening it up to minus two years, plus two years. Mm -hmm. Let's get people out, right? And he said, he goes, well, I'm not sure about that. He said, uh, he goes, we have some people that, were in our grade but didn't end up graduating and they want to come and so we're going to accept them but we're not going to open it up and i think this guy was one of those people that fell into that category and i was like shocked to see the guy. It's like, hmm. whoa where have you been eh, he's not too far away from us actually <laughs> just don't cross paths uh did he graduate from some other school mm, probably not i don't think so you might see him if you go to menards <laughs> It's looking for that 11% discount. It's looking to fill that sinkhole. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. I think they're fun, and uh, I'm all for it. Go back in a second. Well, I have my, my 40th, uh, when will, two years then, right? Yeah. So I will have to make another decision at that point in time. Well, if, if I do my uh, you know. midwinter... That doesn't count. Bar thing, would you come? Should I invite you or should I leave you out because you're such a, you know. The bar? Yeah, yeah the bar. <laughs> but you have to deal with those people. Well, I, I got to see if Shuey's going. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go anywhere without him. I, I got to ride his coattails all, <laughs> not just through high school, even, even beyond. All right. all right. Good enough. Yeah, I guess so. Final thoughts on uh, Paralyzer? Mm. I'm happy with it. It's I, cool. I kind of slowed down. You did slow down I a did lot. slow yeah, down. I noticed that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw it in the meh category for me. I, I, I want to like it, but I wasn't really drinking it. Hmm. You know. The I'm body good. knows. I'm good. For me. For me. Yeah. All right. Well, some pretty good beers today with uh, a total of five four me's and one meh. Mm-hmm. Job well done, Nobs. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I guess well. we'll say adios to episode 46. <laughs> <laughs>
Arms up. Arms up. Arms up. Out. Politics. Some culture and craft beer. Politics. And that is why you're here. Politics. Adam's up.